Welcome to Six Pack. I'm your host, Erin Inselman. This is an uncut show that supports parents in the enjoyment of raising children and having the fire and spirit to do life, with a side of sarcasm and humor, of course. I'm a mom of six, a wife, and a business owner in the health and fitness industry. Each week, myself and other experts will be sharing pointers and stories on parenting, self-growth, health and fitness, and relationships. Join me for this real and raw show dedicated to sharing tips, tribulations, and the triumphs of everyday life. Hello, welcome back. So I wanted to go over my summer reading list today. I just wanted to share with you a couple of the books that I have been reading this summer and, you know, share my feedback on a couple of them, some of the ones that I really loved and some of the ones that um, were kind of okay on my list, but yet I would still recommend it because it's given me um, some areas of growth in my life as well. So when it comes to reading, I actually am a bit of a, I guess you would say a growth junkie. So I really, really love professional growth books. Some people, you know, call these kind of books like self-help books. But I guess it's just something that I've kind of always been drawn to, and it's the books that I read for enjoyment in addition to continuing to to work on myself and work on my personal growth. I do actually occasionally once in a while, I mean, that doesn't mean I don't read any other type of genres. I occasionally do, but typically my go-to is those personal growth type book. So I definitely would consider myself a bit of a a junkie in that area as well. So just to kind of give you an idea of how I read, so to speak, is I am a huge audiobook fan. The reason for this is because one time, Another reason for this is because I have a tendency when I read to fall asleep. And there's so much great content out there and so many things that I want to read and get through that this has been, the audiobooks have been a really great thing for me because either I'm, you know, traveling in the car or I would be traveling for work or just, you know, transporting kids from one activity to the other. Or even when I am actually sitting, um, you know, behind my desk and, you know, I have paperwork that I need to do, I'll kind of have one ear but in to where I can be listening to an audiobook. I love, love, love when I work out, when I run or take the dog on a walk. I love listening to audiobooks. I love listening to podcasts. I love listening to different people that do lives on Instagram or Facebook as well. It's just one of those things that continues to like feed my mind, feed my soul. And it's just that other voice there. I guess it's kind of like, you know, some people when they're at home, especially during this COVID time, or when they're at home, you know, they just have the TV on where they're not really watching TV, but it's just like that noise that's kind of in the background. That's kind of how audiobooks are for me. You know, I just, I love listening to people's stories and I love listening to the different takes that they have on growth. And so one book that I have worked through this summer and I have first approached it by audio. And that book is called High Performance Habits. And it's a book written by Brandon Burchard. Brandon Burchard is a number one New York bestselling author. He is a high performance coach. This book though, this book is not like a light read. This book's pretty massive. Um, He has several personal development courses, even on the Oprah Winfrey network. And so um, Guy kind of knows what he's talking about. 
the book read High Performance Habits, it's one of those things where if you are just getting started diving into a personal developed book, like this might be a lot to start with. So just, you know, if if it's one of those things where like, that's kind of your niche as well, like you really enjoy the personal growth book, or you have you know, that time to devote to it, then it really, really, really is a great book. So this book is about like effective habits for reaching long-term success. It's about adapting these habits to move forward with your goals. And what I really like about it is that he actually has conducted his own research. So he has created a survey based on top achievers, top performers. Like I said, he is also a high-performance coach, so he has very, very high clientele from owners and CEOs to, you know, Fortune 500 companies to um, athletes to high-profile politicians. So he really has a good case and a good amount of um, people that he has done this research on. So he has created a survey based on these top achievers' qualities. So uh, these top achievers in all different areas of life have, he's dissected the habits that these high achievers have and picked those out on how is it that these individuals, these people continue to achieve and accomplish these extraordinary things. And he actually, when you purchase the book, you get the survey yourself. And so it gives you like a gauge of where you are in regards to, you know, are do you have high-performing habits in order to be successful? Some of you may have read the book before, Strength Finder, Strength Finder by uh, Tom Rath. And within a lot of companies use Strength Finder, a lot of school districts use Strength Finder kind of a, you know, a few years ago, and there's been different versions that have come out. But Strength Finder also, you know, had that type of assessment that gave you, you know, what is my strength that I have? And many times people would post them in their cubicles or they'd post them like outside of their their office doors or their classroom doors, something like that, so that you knew the strengths on your team when you were, you know, working on a project or something like that. And so it's kind of, I guess, in a sense, survey-wise, it gives you results that you have where you can actually look at your your traits based on your score. So then within the book, based on your traits and the traits that he has conducted research on from his other clients that he has used that are top achievers, he gives examples and exercises based on the traits that lead you through like the, a process. And some of you might even be thinking, you know, when I kind of mentioned habits, that maybe it kind of sounds a little bit like uh, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, which was written by Stephen Covey. And if you have read that book, it very much does a take on that book. But that book was written, you know, decades ago. And so what I appreciate about Brandon Burchard's book is that it's kind of a modern take on it and it's not the same habits, but you can see how they intertwine. So if you're familiar with Seven Habits of Highly Effective People and once you read Brandon Burchard's book, you can kind of see, you know, how those habits of being effective can relate to you. But what I also love is that even though there are multiple books out there that are very similar in regards to that, I can always gain knowledge and understanding from someone else's perspective. 
especially as I go through different seasons in my life. So I, you know, read, like I said, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, you know, many, many years ago. And it's one of those books that I still occasionally will pick up to either re-look at my notes or gauge through. Or like I said, because this new book that was just written by Brandon Burchard, High Performance Habits, that book now has reminded me of some of those traits, but it's given me a different perspective because the language is very different. The approach is very different. Even some of the habits, the way that they're worded are very different, even though you can kind of see like a parallel alignment with it. But I'm at a different season in my life right now than I was two years ago, five years ago, 10 years ago, 20 years ago. And so that's why I love to continue to revisit books like this, because one like I said, it's a different perspective. The author has a different perspective on what it means to be, you know, a high performer. And I love the fact that he has research behind it because it just makes it more valid to me. And so that was definitely one of the ones this summer. It took me quite a while to get through. Gosh, I think the audio version was eh, like around eight hours, maybe more. So it was an awful lot to digest. And because I listened to it audio-wise, sometimes I had my notebook with me, sometimes I didn't. Sometimes I was driving in the car, sometimes I was running. So some of that intake for me wasn't always there, like the way that I really wanted it to be, because there were just so many great ideas and so many great things that I wanted to take from it to reflect upon myself or so many different you know, examples and exercises that he had based on the traits that I didn't write down. So I actually also have the hard version, the hard copy of it. And so my next thing that I've started to do is take the audio aspect of it. And then I have the hard copy in front of me. And I'm now going through that piece by piece because I really want to soak all of it up. So it's a long book. It's a big book. So I know it's going to be, you know, a bit of a longer process for me, but I'm really glad that I did the audio version first because I kind of powered through it. I have a really good idea of, you know, what things I want to tackle. And I know there's a lot of things that I missed in it because, you know, it is so much longer. So I'm really glad that now I'm going to take the time to, or that I have already started taking the time to take that hard copy and, and go through and highlight and write notes in the margins and, you know, so to speak, so that I can, I can look at it from a different perspective and gain a little bit better of knowledge and understanding based on the, you know, what he's trying to share. And then I guess my fun type books, some of you might not think this is fun, but my fun type books is my always my go-to with my favorite, favorite author. My favorite author is John Gordon. And I think, gosh, John Gordon, if you are not familiar with him, he actually has, you know, a whole slew of books and they are really, really simple reads. So John Gordon is also a best-selling author and he's a keynote speaker. I was first introduced to him in about 2007. My dad actually introduced me to uh, one of his books and John Gordon has inspired so many people. Like he works with tons of professional organizations, like 
big companies like Southwest Airlines. He works with the Snapchat company. He works with professional teams like the Dodgers and the Rams. He works like hand in hand with Clemson football as well. And so, like I said, I mean, he works with really top organizations. But what I love is how simple Simple, simple, simple. He makes things. I mean, simple enough that like his work has inspired school districts and businesses for years. And I love the fact that because, you know, my first career, my first profession was a teacher and my parents are teachers. And so like teachers are just like near and dear to my heart. And I absolutely love the fact that he has developed principles that school districts use and that kids can use. He has a line of even kids' books that, you know, are definitely so simple for them, but that makes such a big impact. And they're really quick reads. Like the first time I remember I read the book, my dad had given me The Energy Bus. And that was the first book that I had read. And I was getting ready to go This is when I had actually uh, worked in a school district and I was getting ready to go on, on a trip for a conference that I had, that I was going to attend. And so I was just sitting in the airport and waiting for, you know, our first flight to take. And I probably read half of the book just sitting there and waiting before my flight took off. And before we even had landed, I was already finished with the book. And so to me, like, whew, that was a win. Like, that was a big thing. The fact that one, I didn't fall asleep. And two, like, I was engaged the whole time. And three, like, I just read a whole freaking book in, you know, an hour. So, and I got like so, so much out of it. I mean, that was one of those books that was, it truly, truly was like life-changing for me. And I think that's, was that, after that book was that first moment that I absolutely fell in love with the way that John Gordon writes. And like I said, it's so appealing to so, so many age groups. So when I first read The Energy Bus, this book actually came to me like at a perfect time in my life. The Energy Bus is about 10 secrets on how to approach life. But what I love is that he infuses like a story into the lessons that he's trying to teach you about overcoming adversity and bringing the best out of yourself and those around you. And to this day, I still use a lot of the terms that he used in the book, The Energy Bus. And one of my absolute favorite terms that I use, and I do use this in my head a lot, but I also verbalize it a lot, which is energy vampires. So energy vampires are like those people that are so draining to be around. Like you love them because they're people, but for the love of God, like when you leave them, you've got like nothing left. Like you feel like somebody like just chopped your knees out from under you. And so, you know, sometimes these kind of people, we have no choice to be around because they might be coworkers, they might be friends, they might be family. Like I said, these might be people that are just very, very kind people. And, you know, people that, like I said, you, you're just in an environment with them because you don't have much choice, but like, holy cow, energy vampires like sucks the life out of you. And so that is actually one thing I really, really at that moment in my life completely identified with. And I continue to, you know, kind of keep that, 
catchphrase or that coin phrase of energy vampires with me on a, not a daily basis. I would not like to say on a daily basis, but I keep it with me anyways. But when he goes through these 10 secrets to approach life, like he talks about strategies on like, if you are around someone who's a energy vampire, so to speak, you know, like, how do you do it? What do you do? What do you do when you're around people that are like that? I mean, sometimes it's unavoidable, but it's just about being able really to identify those that suck out that energy. But yet he also gives like little secrets on how to approach that as well. So that was one thing that was, like I said, perfect timing for me in that area of my life. And so when I first read this book, it helped me so much with the direction that I actually wanted to take within my career. And I continued to like read the book and then reread the book. And I always figure like, that's probably a really good you know, gauge and understanding if like that was an impactful book for you, because it's like, okay, I need to reread this part, or I need to highlight this part, or I want to share this with a friend or share this with like everyone that I know, because it was such a good read. So as I continue to read and reread it and reflect on my own energy, because I always feel like you've got to start with yourself before you can look outward. I feel like that's only the fair thing to do is to actually look at yourself. So I was looking at my own energy and then I began to look at those around me and I began to actually make some really big changes that I needed to in my life. And I shared this book with as many people as I could because of the profound impact that it had on me. And because, um, like I said, I felt that I was in a culture in my workplace that I needed this outlook to cultivate positive change. So, you know, it kind of put me down a path to where it gave me courage to make some really big changes in my life. And I actually no longer work at that place now. But now that I'm so fortunate to where we have our own business, you better believe that I utilize this book. So this book is a book that the energy bus that I give to all of our employees, and it is required. It is a required read for them so that when they come into the environment um, that Brian and I want to portray in our facility, that there is an understanding of the culture that we're striving for. And the other thing that's really great is that he has a kid's version of this. And so we actually run a kid's camp out of our clinic in the summer. And this book is actually used as a foundational piece in that camp that we run because there's a like a leadership component in there as well. And it's just so simple and so relatable. So that's just one. That's just one of his books. He has numerous books and I have loved every single one of them that I read. And so I wanted to share my favorite book with you, but I also wanted to share with you some of his other titles. And then one that I actually revisited this last weekend was a reread for me. So he has many other books, like The Carpenter is great, and it really has a nice spiritual touch to it. I mean, that's another thing with John Gordon is that you can tell he's a very spiritual man because there's always just a little bit of that faith that's brought into the book. It's very subtle, but it just, it really kind of, I guess, in my opinion, it kind of feels like it's kind of the glue that, you know, holds a lot of it together. The Positive Dog is another really good one, in fact. So the one that I revisited this weekend, actually, uh, I was getting ready for my run on Sunday morning, and I was like, okay, what do I want to listen to? Do I want to listen to a podcast? I have another book that I'm in the middle of. Do I want to listen to that one? Or do I want to start fresh? And so as I was kind of looking through my library, because 
I actually have the Audible subscription with Amazon. I mean, God, I feel like some of these companies that I talk about, like, they should be giving me kickback as much as I, you know, bring up so many other companies. But I'm just going to continue to share them with me because they're actually things that make my life better and healthier and easier. So anyways, I have the Audible app through Amazon, and it's a monthly subscription that I pay. I think when I first started, it was like around $11, and I think it might be close to like 15 now. But each month, I get a credit, which I can use towards any audiobook that I want to, which in my opinion, like as much as I listen to books and and everything, it pays for itself because that really, if I were to use it every month, I mean, that's one book a month. And if I were just to pay outright for the Audible, it's usually more than $15 if you were to do that. So for me, the subscription was a much better choice. And like, I even get some of the kids, like if they're taking English Lit, stuff like that, like I've even gotten a lot of the books for them on audio as well. But anyways, that wasn't a plug for for Audible, for Amazon or anything. That's just... I. Honestly, like I just wanted to tell you that because it's a convenience thing. So anyways, I was looking through my library because it saves it all. And I actually have given like everybody in our family access to that account. So like everybody has the app on their phone. So everybody has the ability to listen to anything in the library as well, which is another kind of cool thing about it. So I was looking and I came across another John Gordon book that I have, and that is the book One Word. So one word that will change change your life. And I thought, ooh, that one's a quick one. Like listen-wise, it's 45, you know, 30 minutes, 45 minutes. And it's, if you were to buy it and read it, I think the book's like 70 pages, maybe a little less. So I was listening to it on my run because it had been a couple years since I had revisited it. And in turn, what it really, really is about, it's reflecting and looking back on things in your life from the past and looking forward in things that you're working on or want to accomplish and coming up with not a phrase, not a sentence, not a paragraph, but one, one word that will help you and remind you to continue to work towards the things that you want to work towards. So this book actually helps you find like, what is that one thing? What is that one word that's going to change your life? So it shows you how to discover what a word is, what it really means to you. And in your one word, you will come up with like a vision or a theme for the most of it. I mean, the way that the book is based, it's really it's for the entire year. And so he even talks about like in the book, how a lot of times people do this, like at the beginning of, you know, January, kind of like when people do New Year's resolutions kind of thing. We kind of even talked about like vision boards, you know, being done at that time of year. But to me, like... I don't think it needs to be done just in January. And so I kind of wanted to revisit it because I felt like, one, I've had the same word now for over a year. And I'm in a different stage right now in my life that I just felt like it was time to kind of revamp it. And so that was why I wanted to actually revisit it and listen to it. And so this one word is going to help you like and remind you, I guess, of becoming like the person that that you're really striving to be. And so as I was listening to it, you know, I, it reminded me again of a lot of things that I needed to be reminded of, but it also made me think of all the different changes that are going on right now and going on in my own family, like with my kids and 
with our business and just in society in general. And I thought, oh, you know what? Like this would be a really great challenge for all of us. And I swear to God, my kids are probably so sick of me with like, oh, hey, let's, why don't you read this? And hey, I challenge you to do this, but whatever. I mean, they're used to it. So (laughs) I sent my husband and the kids, the older kids, a text and I just said, hey, I got a challenge for you. Like, today, because it was, like I said, it was a Sunday. It was a, I was just finishing my run. And I'm like, today, I want you to listen to John Gordon's one word. It's on the Audible app, like open it up. It'll only take you, you know, 30, 45 minutes, just get it done, listen to it. And everybody needs to come up with their own one word. Well, they've already done this in the past. So this wasn't something new for them, but it was something that, you know, they're a couple years older now. They've been through a couple different things in their life. They're in a couple different, or they're in different stages right now, different seasons right now in their life. And so I just thought if it's good for me, it's good for everybody, right? And so I sent them all a text and I got all the thumbs up. I mean, everybody seemed kind of on board with it. And what I loved is that actually when I entered back into the house after my run, I could hear the audio playing upstairs on my husband's phone. So I was like, okay, he didn't respond, but he's obviously in because he's listening to it right now. And it just, it brought me like joy to know that like we were all going to do this together. And I was so excited to know what everybody's one word was, even though mine actually had not come to me yet. It's kind of like, oh shoot, like here I told them all, let's like, hey, let's do this challenge. But yet like my word just wasn't coming to me. And, you know, I knew we were all supposed to text each other what our one word is. And so I bought myself a little time and I, when I talked to my son and daughter on the phone, you know, I just said, hey, you know, you know, give yourself time. Think about your word. You know, it'll come to you. And I told him, I said, mine hasn't come to me yet. You know, I said, might not come to you today. It might be tomorrow, might be next week. But, you know, just keep thinking about it. Meditate on it. Pray on it you know, all of my like little go-tos or whatever. And then as soon as I hung up the phone with my son and my daughter, like a word popped in my head and that word was finish. And I'm like, really? That's my word? Like, not really a fancy word. So I kind of pushed it aside and I'm like, no, that's not my word. That, I don't want that word. That's not my word. And, you know, then like later in the day, you know, I was was getting things done. And then my husband actually went and did his workout. And it was funny. He came back and he's like, I know what my word is. My word out is just like came to me, like this voice came to me in the middle of my workout. And, you know, my word is gratitude. And I'm like, oh, that's really great. Like, that's a really good word for you. Because he gets so caught up in like everyday life that sometimes I don't think he, you know, takes that time to really appreciate, honestly, like how hard he works and what he has worked for. And so I was really happy to hear that, you know, he came up with the word gratitude for himself. And part of sharing that is um, because you need to find like your safe people. You need to find your circle and share that, you know, that non-judgmental group so that you can share those kind of things with. And so one, they can hold you accountable. And two, just so that you feel more connected with them. And, you know, I kind of, then I told him the story. I'm like, well... Like this word came to me, the word finish, and, you know, it just doesn't seem really sparkly to me. It's not, you know, not really a fancy word, but for some reason I just can't, I can't shake it. And I'm like, ah, I think that's my word. And he's like, well, why are you so down about the fact that that's your word? And I sat there and I thought a little bit and I'm like, you know, you're right. Like, that's a 
pretty damn good word, especially right now where I'm at. And I, that moment, I knew that that was my word. And the reason I knew that is because I've had a couple big goals for myself this year. And one of them is this podcast and continuing with it and trying to connect with as many people as I can and, you know, share my voice and have others share their voice with me because I feel like we have so much to give to each other and so many ways that we connect can connect with each other and support each other and love each other, no matter what walks of life that we are a part of and what, you know, where we come from. And so this was like a really big thing for me. And when I published this, when I finished this, when I aired this first podcast, I finished and I felt so damn good. But yet... I celebrated that for a moment, but then I knew that there was more work to be done because I couldn't just leave it with one episode. And so each week, I need to finish. And then the other thing is, for about the last five years, I have been wanting to write my own book, but I continue to put it off because, let's face it, like any of you that have sat down and tried to write a book, like it can be a freaking nightmare. First of all, you have like all these ideas, all these thoughts, but like to stay focused with it, honestly, to have that time, that uninterrupted time, like that was, that's just something that in my life is sometimes very difficult to find because of all of the kids, because of the business, because, well, just because of life. And so to devote that time to myself felt selfish, but I've worked beyond that to where this was, I said, the year that I was going to do that. And so I had signed up for a masterclass on how to help me organize that a little bit better. And right now I'm in my, like my fourth module of it and I'm behind, like I'm really behind with things going on with COVID, with things, you know, with moving a couple of them to, you know, out of the state with just the transition, going back to school, all of that, like it's life, it gets in the way, but I'm actually really pissed at myself that I'm so far behind on my modules. And so that word finish was a word I needed to hear because I need to freaking finish this. I need to finish that book because I've been wanting to do it for so long. And I know the rewarding feeling that I felt when I finished my first episode and aired my first episode of my podcast. And I know the feeling that I feel each week when I submit my episodes so that you all can hear it, so that we can all connect with each other. It's such a beautiful and amazing feeling. And I love, like, I love the feedback that you all give me and the messages that you send me or the reviews that you post, the subscriptions, you know, that you've subscribed to, or the fact that you tell me that, oh my gosh, I just listened to this episode and I shared it with my sister. Or I shared it with my best friend or the fact that like, I cannot believe it, but statistically, like I'm in 13 fucking countries. Like there's people all around the world that are listening to me. And it's so touching and so like heartwarming for me. The fact that like someone actually wants to, you know, that connection that we all can have. And so I want to continue to do that through a novel or through a book and I need to finish it. And it might not be in the time frame that I thought that it was going to be in, but I'm going to get as close as I can to that so that I can continue my momentum with it. So I was really, really glad that I revisited the book One Word, that I revisited that for some reason on my run and that, you know, I felt 
this poll to put that out there with the rest of my family so that we can all hold each other accountable. And so if you have not read that book, it is a great family book. Or if you're part of a team or part of an organization, it's something that's so simple, especially like right now, if a lot of you are working from home and you're on Zoom calls all the time and you have a team that you're working with, like this would be a really great thing to kind of rejuice and re-energize everybody in addition to just kind of something that's fun and something that we might need during this time. So I would definitely recommend, you know, any book, of course, by John Gordon. But those are a couple of my reads this summer. I actually had a couple more to share with you, but I don't want to take too much more of your time. So we will definitely revisit new summer reads or we'll revisit different books on other episodes. But For this episode, if you've listened, go ahead and send me a a message or a DM or post on my Facebook or Instagram whenever you see this posted what your favorite read is or what you're reading this summer because I think there's so many awesome books out there that, you know, sometimes we don't hear about them or sometimes we don't get the input from other people. So I would love to hear what you're reading right now or like I said, what your favorite author is or what your favorite books are because I think we should just as a community continue to share things that we love with each other. So I hope you have a beautiful week. Thank you so much for joining me today. And I can't wait to talk to you till next time. Thank you for joining me for this week's episode of Six Pack. I hope you've enjoyed what you've heard today. Please share this episode with a friend. And if you haven't already, click subscribe, rate and review the show on your favorite podcast player. Have a beautiful week and tell the important people in your life just how much you care about them. Much love and blessings to you all.